Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Long Podcast Studio Sessions. I'm your host, Dylan Mark Murphy, and I'm joined today with Megan, a fellow Swifty. Megan, go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, yeah, I'm Megan. Um, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at underscore Megan Deck, M-E-G-A-N-D-E-C-K. Um, I'm excited to be here. This is so fun. I, I've never been on a podcast before, so I'm really excited. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for being here too. Uh, what is your favorite Taylor Swift album and how long have you been a Swifty? Yeah, I've been a Swifty since 2008. Um, so like 12 years, I think <laughs> like I I'm 24, so I'm just doing the math, but Sure. it's like over half my life I think I've been a Swifty which is kind of crazy I don't think I've really been in a fandom for that long for anything else so it's very special to me and my favorite Taylor Swift album I have a recency bias so I'm gonna say Folklore or Evermore I mm-hmm. kind of treat them as like one cohesive sure. thing but for sure sure. both great choices too I mean there's really no wrong choice when you ask someone what their favorite it's true it's It's just as long as you've got one that's what matters um although we both love folklore and evermore very much we are here today to talk about one of the biggest yeehaw hits of our generation um from Taylor Swift's debut album we're talking about picture to burn which is, you know, one of the singles from the debut album. Lots of people know that one simply because it was a single. Um, One of the more popular tracks on the album. We're going to jump right into it and get to know um, a little bit about Megan and why this is one of her favorite Taylor Swift songs. So let's just dive in head first. Um, Tell me, Megan, why is Picture to Burn one of your favorite Taylor Swift songs? Um, Well, I really enjoy uh just media in general about like women like just going into like a rage um just like most recently uh recently um you know an example of that is like olivia rodrigo's good for you music video like she's just like it's all about female rage and that's what she was inspired by with the music video and so i just love picture to burn because it's like the imagery of like I don't know. I always picture the music video when I listen to the song and it's just like women setting stuff on fire. It's just like, <laughs> I love that. I love like girls and arson. <laughs> and girls and arson. That's what I'm going to name this episode. Girls and arson. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's such a fun song. And I think that um, it's one of the first songs that Taylor kind of has like a, a pettiness in her music. Like, it's just like she's very um I don't know it it's almost like campy pettiness to me like I because it's like he didn't let her drive the truck like (laughs) anyway but (laughs) right (laughs) yeah so that song is just like it's really fun because of the country twang as well in the song like whenever I sing it, I sing it in, you know, the country accent Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's so fun. I I'm very, I'm looking forward to the re-recorded version, Taylor's version. I, yeah, like that, the whole album, honestly, debut, like 
re-recorded is going to like blow everyone's mind I feel like for sure yeah <laughs> gonna have like I think like the most growth definitely like even mm-hmm. after hearing like the fearless re-recordings and seeing like her voice has matured but she still sounds like she brought back some of those that like country twang at the same time I'm just I'm really excited to see what she does with debut and I think it's really interesting that you mentioned um the uh female rage and to compare this album kind of like or this song specifically to Olivia Rodrigo because talking about this album a lot with other people um they've all kind of had that same idea where it's like a 15 16 year old girl and you said like the campy pettiness of it like this is such a dramatic song for someone who didn't like let you drive their truck and especially the music video where she like trashes his house or whatever it's like mm-hmm. like that pure chaos is just so so iconic it's so funny to watch those two things relate because this came out in 2006 and sour came out you know this last year it's like the dynamic really hasn't changed and women are still setting things on fire as they should uh, <laughs> um it's true <laughs> So along with that, like it being one of your favorite songs because of like the music video and, you know, women rage and all that stuff. What does this song like mean to you? Like, how do you interpret it? I know lots of Taylor Swift songs are kind of open to interpretation. Um, This one's a little more in your face about what it's about, but um, like, what does it mean to you and how do you interpret it or connect it to yourself? Yeah. um, I mean, I I don't really connect it to like myself or my own life. Like I do with, a lot of Taylor Swift songs um but like when I listen to Picture to Burn it's just very clearly about like the the singer or the um subject of the song has gone through a breakup um although on Genius Lyrics I looked it up before (laughs) before I started this podcast and uh it like there was a quote from Taylor that said like oh, the, the guy that I wrote the song about, we didn't even actually date. <laughs> She's oh, like, uh, Taylor, <laughs> you're so dramatic. Um, but anyway, so the song to me is about like, they went through a breakup and um, she's kind of like just burning all of this stuff that reminds her of her ex. Um, and the like specifically because of the lyric, like you're just another picture to burn. It kind of like, feels like maybe she's done this before yeah and so um like thematically that kind of like reminds me of blank space like oh. I don't know like all of the like guys or whatever I don't just that just like I don't know kind of had a connection there when I was thinking about it earlier today but for sure and that's um I mean obviously the song like really isn't super open to interpretation just because you know it is like I said so in your face about what it's about like very obviously she's like I'm gonna set everything on fire and that's it that is the whole story it's you're (laughs) you're mediocre and you know I I don't need to deal with you anymore so I agree that's 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 pretty solid and it's interesting to see that there are so many songs on like this album that like teardrops on my guitar being another one where it's like written about a guy that like you know that they never dated and I mean obviously she had some type of even if they didn't date she had some serious like connection to that guy to write something even if it's like 15 and being dramatic or absurd or whatever she clearly had something she was going through it when she wrote this because those lyrics are aggressive 
Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you think um, that this track placement um, makes sense? Because, you know, it comes in between two of the most, like, ballady songs on the album. And something I think that is important to acknowledge is that... Um, that all three of the first songs were like singles. So they're all things that people are going to hear like on the radio or whatnot. And mm -hmm. um, one of the most common things that I've talked about with people is the, uh, you know, storytelling that happens in that row. Um, so if you were to go Tim McGraw, Picture to Burn and Teardrops on My Guitar and just stop there, does it make sense? Is there like a story? Does it work? sonically what are your thoughts on the track placement do you just do you think that it works in general um that's interesting like if it tells a story or not um i haven't really thought about that um i think those three songs are kind of all like diff like different thematically and um obviously sonically but yeah. um when i was thinking of like the track placement it's like okay, like it's a track two, um, it's her first track two. Um, and uh, when I think of track twos, it's like, okay, we've got the very unhinged blank space. Um, then we have stuff like Champagne Problems and, and Red, um, which, which are like, like very emotional breakup songs. Yeah. Um, but then there's also, some more like like still about a relationship but more lighthearted in like a positive way like cardigan and um uh, sparks fly yeah. um so it's like track two doesn't really have like an overarching theme or whatever i would but um for sure it's not like a like track five which everyone in their right. mom knows is like <laughs> the emotional song so yeah even my boyfriend is like oh track five like <laughs> we know what that is like it's right. really funny um and he's not a swifty by any means so it's <laughs> funny that he knows what a track five means in the oh. fandom um but i think that it being the second track on her debut album it really cements the album as like country like it's showing her um i, I don't even know what the right word to describe it is but like uh her prowess as a country artist okay so it's like we have the opener being tim mcgraw which immediately it's like okay well we've got that association with like another famous country artist um and uh like just very evocative of like country music um with like the dirt roads trucks and then we have picture yeah. to burn which is uh more trucks um <laughs> the the redneck x right um and then like just i don't know fire for some reason like <laughs> i associate that with like country music i don't know like right. bonfire type of thing um and then like teardrops being the third track um it's just like just all very solid like singles i guess you know like because they were all singles very solid country singles and um i think that really just solidifies this album as like she does not mess around like she's here to stay she did not come to play with this album like just very 
they knew what they were doing i think when they arranged the tracks the way they did so right and <laughs> i agree and obviously you're like you're a sour fan like olivia rodrigo sour and after looking at this album with other people and looking at the track placement i feel like debut and sour just have so much in common because obviously like listening to sour it's not like sonically cohesive but those are like that was like the point of the album you know it's like you go like deja vu good for you and then what is the like enough for you or it's like that journey of just it being all over the place it that's how it feels like coming from like the debut album and obviously she's 15 16 when she like did most of this so it makes sense that it would be like all over the place because teenage emotions are just all over the place all the time so like looking at it in that light too and to see how similar those two things are not to compare them because they're two very different bodies of work but they have very similar themes and I obviously like until I got onto like Swifty TikTok I hadn't thought about track placement like whatsoever and then to like come back and think oh it's supposed to tell a story or something it's like it's just really interesting to see how other people interpret that especially since it doesn't have to tell a story sometimes some songs just sound good and go well together yeah yeah and it's it's like I feel I feel like especially with Taylor Swift's albums um the track placement the track placement really matters and that's the main reason why I never like really shuffle a Taylor Swift album. I have to listen to it in order. It's like, yeah. If I don't start the album off with the beginning track, it's like, am I really listening to the album kind of thing? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I think also like looking at like, like debut and fearless. I don't think do it as much as albums like, red or 1989 where she is explicitly telling you a story like you can look at 1989 and be like oh this is like a whole over relationship it's the whole she's breaking the whole thing down for us and then you look at debut and you're like oh maybe she's just got all these songs and she wants to put them out into the world but you can connect the dots yourself if you want by interpretation and whatnot and i think that's what makes her songwriting so unique too and distressed that she was 15 when she wrote it and it's still so applicable to people in their 20s like (laughs) go off Taylor Swift what were we doing at 15 because it wasn't this (laughs) no No. Um, okay so this one's a question that I think applies a little differently to picture to burn rather than songs like um teardrops on my guitar or even like Mary's song um do you think that this song would work well on any other album obviously it's a country song but it's got you know it's like rock influences and it's uh it's it's a little more of like a a headbanger compared to like the ballady teardrops on my guitar so i'm curious do you think this song would work well on any other album um i think so i think it would work um in the like first half of reputation like the songs that are more um because reputation starts off as like very fiery and like petty sounding and like big like stadium filling sounds um and i feel like oh oh never mind i was i was just thinking like did she do a mashup of like 
picture to burden something on the tour, but no, it should have said no yeah. and bad blood, which that was amazing on the, was, on the reputation tour. I <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I mean, like genre wise, I think it's a little bit too, like not too country, but like very much um, country influence. But if you, if she leaned into like the rock side of it a little bit more, then like I feel like it could go on reputation like in the first few tracks. Um uh because it, it, it reminds it reminds me of um or rather I did something bad reminds me of Picture to Burn because mm-hmm. you know it came afterward. But it has like similar um similar imagery as well with like they're burning all the witches. For sure. So yeah I think it would fit well on reputation just not like on the back half which is like where all of the like ballad. uh yeah the ballady like sweet relationship songs <laughs> are yeah. um, i mean you could put it there you could make it an acoustic stripped down picture to burn and then put it on the ballady side of reputation just for fun <laughs> just to be quirky yeah um, <laughs> i do think that's like not to, to i think it's been like when I talk about that with other people too, because obviously I've recorded all these like out of order and whatnot. So there's a bunch of answers I've gotten from other people, but um, that's like the only answer that I've gotten to that question that wasn't like, I think it might work on Fearless. And it's really interesting to see that you interpret Picture to Burn, which is obviously like a a standout song on this very Yeehaw album um, that would work on a different, a different album and reputation is a, a perfect example especially with i did something bad on there that makes perfect sense to me um incredible i 100 agree too <laughs> i keep making jokes about how like we could take any song from debut and give it a pop mix and put it on 1989 and honestly i mean like imagine cold as you pop mix taylor's version from the vault featuring Carly Rae Jepsen on 1989. <laughs> that honestly, I feel like is amazing. I like mean, anything, anything from 1989 featuring Carly Rae Jepsen would be amazing. I think. I'm, like, I'm, I'm fingers crossed. I'm hoping for some type like of manifest it. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, okay. Well, continuing on. Um, what is your all-time favorite lyric from the song? Um, it took me a while to like pick one because the the lyrics are a little bit repetitive, but I think where her songwriting shines is in the verses. Um, so I think it's the second verse. Um, it's, um, there's no time for tears. I'm just sitting here planning my revenge. There's nothing stopping me from going out with all of your best friends. <laughs> so like, the way that she says your is just like chef's kiss like uh, very very country very twangy I it's amazing and just like the pettiness again of that is just like I'm 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 gonna sit here and plan my revenge because you broke up with me and like I didn't get to drive your truck and like etc um I think really it's like there's nothing stopping me from going out with all of your best friends it's like damn Taylor like <laughs> <laughs> so petty. That's, that's so messy but also I respect it because like Come I on. mean yeah like 
she's got to have the last word. Yeah, she's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see, yeah. like, if Taylor Swift broke up with me and dated all of my best friends, I mean, honestly, at that point, I deserve it. Like, she's right. She went off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's a great, I agree. That is such a big standout lyric for this um, this album. And yeah, like, the choruses are a little repetitive, but the the verses really just, that, that, expands like obviously to the rest of her discography too is like mm-hmm. she really shines in the verses and the bridges obviously but everyone knows that yeah um on on a related note to that the like I don't know if it's considered a bridge it's only like two lines but on <laughs> genius lyrics it said it was the bridge and I'm like okay <laughs> but it's uh, the bridge is um like uh and if you're missing me, you better keep it to yourself because coming back around here would be bad for your health. I'm like, I it's like, it works in the song, but I really am not a fan of like, would be bad for your health. It's like, I don't, because what, like your dad's going to murder him? Like, <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, I I like, I like, it, I like it in the song, but if you take it and just look at it at the lyrics, I'm like, right. I'm not really a big fan of that part, but. I mean it's so So, like obviously her songwriting is so explicit to her but it's so vague it's like what is I don't know is is he going to inhale like a massive amount of smoke from all the pictures you burned like what is going to be bad for his health exactly that's true that's true I mean earlier in the song hold on I'm going to like look it up I'm going to pull up the lyrics um is it blanking but it's like oh well it if you come around saying sorry to me, my daddy's going to show you how sorry you'll be. That to me is like, he's got a shotgun and he's oh going to blast this guy. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, I, I think, I think that's so funny. And that also tells you how exaggeratory this song is. Cause I mean, like, look at her dad. I don't think even 2006 Taylor Swift's dad, I don't think there's a chance that he would shotgun someone. No, I think he's too much of like a businessman to do that. <laughs> He's going to sign a business deal with you. That's what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. Sign an NDA or something. <laughs> You're not allowed to talk about Taylor Swift ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, okay, so to wrap it up, what would you rate this song on a scale from 1 to 13? Um, on a scale of 1 to 13... I'd probably give this song like a 10 or an 11 um, just because of the stuff that I mentioned earlier about it kind of being a little bit repetitive. Um, I I mean, it's on debut. It's her uh, first record. And so her songwriting skills haven't quite, you know, developed into what we know now, but um, I still think it's like a very strong track Um, and just very, I feel like very unique, especially for like, probably the time that it came out it's like um I don't know like how many songs are about like women burning stuff right (laughs) so I love that love that for her love that for picture to burn (laughs) definitely definitely 10 is a solid okay this is my hot seat question um just because you gave it a 10 (laughs) I'm just curious what two or three Taylor Swift songs would you give a 13 this is off the topic of picture to burn. You can choose any okay. of your favorites. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, Cowboy Like Me oh. is like my old time fave. Um, and then oof, like my I, 
I can't even rank the songs anymore, so I'm not going to do like my top three or anything, but um, definitely Cowboy Like Me. Um, Invisible String. Mm-hmm. And um, Death by a Thousand Cuts. Oh, <laughs> great. I So, I, so underrated. Definitely. I like. <laughs> I I agree. Death by a Thousand Cuts specifically is very underrated. I I love that yeah. one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All all great choices though. They're all very different too. <laughs> They're like you've got one ballad in there, you've got one love song, and then you've got like an upbeat song, which is actually really really sad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's yeah. that's called variety. That is range. Yes. Um, awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to? share, say, express questions, comments, concerns. The floor is yours if you want it. (laughs) Sure. Um, Well, I was just wondering, uh, because I feel like, so I first uh, found you via TikTok. I followed you on TikTok before before Twitter. So I I feel like I remember a TikTok where, not to put you on blast or anything, (laughs) but like you you didn't really like the, debut because it was like two country or something but like how do you feel about picture to burn dylan oh uh, i think (laughs) picture to burn kind of similar to like should have said no are like the two least country songs on the album in my opinion yeah and i've never been like a fan of country music and obviously taylor swift has changed that a little bit um same yeah (laughs) picture to burn and should have said no are like really high up on like my debut ranking in general just because you know I'm not very much of a a yeehaw kind of guy um <laughs> but but I respect that they're, they're all still really really good songs um but yeah debut has never been my forte simply because I I just I can't with most country music whether it be like the twang or the accent or whatnot but thanks for putting me on blast I appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) no no no, not to drag you or anything no I I totally um understand that because it's like you know she I mean she did start out in country and that wasn't like my preferred genre um but I have found like an appreciation for debut in the past like year like yeah my because my mom got me the cd for christmas and so i i listened to it in the car sometimes and i'm just like wow i really hadn't like ever paid attention to like songs like cold as you and like a place in this world like all the like lyrics on that album are like pretty good for like you know it being her first album and like her being so young when she wrote it um very impressive yeah absolutely and I think that's yeah one of the biggest factors too is that I I stress that in like all of these episodes and everyone's going to hear that for the next 14 episodes it's just that she's 15 when she wrote all of this and it's I don't know I just keep asking myself like literally what was I doing at 15 like I don't know the playing Pokemon in my bedroom like I don't (laughs) I don't there's it's so impressive to see what people can do and how the lyrics are still so universal and applicable to our lives like now um Mm -hmm. yeah maybe debut isn't my favorite but I don't I don't hate it I don't hate any of her albums there are some that I don't listen to more than others but I still have I'm 100% convinced that after the re-recording comes out I'm gonna fall in love with like six or seven different songs and they're gonna be like in my top 15 somewhere somehow 
I'm I'm fully prepared for that though. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I am I have a feeling, I have a theory that debut re-recorded is gonna be the last one that she does, maybe besides reputation, because that's kind of like removed oh. from the rest of them. Yeah. But I just I want it like right now. Yeah. Like I want it so bad. I'm just like I don't want to like stream the older albums, you know, until they're re-recorded. But like sometimes I play it at like work when my coworker like wants me to play Taylor Swift. (laughs) So I'm just like, but yeah, I think that like picture to burn re-recorded will change everyone's lives. Um, And then like, I I feel like people are going to have a like more like, respect and appreciation for debut when it gets re-recorded just like because her vocals are so different now like yeah (laughs) because sometimes some of the songs on debut it's like ooh, she's straining a little bit but (laughs) a little bit a little bit yeah and I'm I'm really excited to see it because her fan base has obviously grown so much since 2006 and there are some Swifties who haven't even listen to debut and obviously when she drops this re-recording they're all gonna like they're gonna listen to it at least once and then they're gonna be like oh I've been sleeping on this this and this and then boom perfect incredible and then yeah charts number one queen found her place in this world and it is at the top of the charts um love that yeah so true so true um okay uh in that case um thank you so much for being here and wanting to talk about a debut song in general. I know Picture to Burn was kind of popular, but the debut songs in general were kind of hard to like get people together for because everyone wanted to talk about like their faves from like Red or 1989 or Folklore and whatnot. So I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come talk about Picture to Burn. Um, You're great. I adore you. Um, Thank you. (laughs) You can totally check the description if you want to see links to Megan's social media. She's absolutely so sweet. I highly recommend 10 out of 10. Um, uh, That's all we have for this episode of the long podcast studio sessions. Uh, Join us shortly soon. I'm not really sure how frequently I'm going to upload these while I'm recording this, Um, but you'll hear from us very, very soon. Stay safe, drink water, wash your hands, Have a really good day. You deserve it. And we'll see you next time when we talk about teardrops on my guitar. Yeehaw.